0: Alright, welcome back everybody to another episode of the Marty Mandate. I'm your host Alex Mardian. here alongside me as always is John Fitz. John, how are we doing this week? We're
1: doing well, Alex. I'm ready for March Madness.
0: Right? I think we all are, especially now with Championship Week underway. We've got a lot of in-depth analysis we're going to get to you here throughout the next hour or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a lot of fun updates for you, so let's jump right into it, John. Let's start up top. We're gonna kind of go through guys and uh, just give our kind of predictions for championship. Week, yeah. Starting with the um, starting with the ACC, John. Who you got in this one?
1: Who do I have? Oh, the ACC is so deep. Um, so you know, it's always really hard to pick a winner. Yep. Um, I think the easy pick is Virginia, just because they've only lost twice all year. They mm-hmm. went 17 and one in the ACC this year. Um, Which is incredible, really incredible. Yeah, their one loss was a rivalry game to Virginia Tech, yep. um, and then the rest of the way they you know they swept the, the ACC. So I think that's the easy pick. My gut pick is you know North Carolina. I don't know why, defending national champs. Um, you know they just came off a loss at Duke. I think they're going to have something to prove. They're going to want to chip on their shoulders. Yeah, so a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Roy Williams knows how to win, um, and I think um, they've got the talent to make another run and. Both the ACC tournament and you know, the NCAA tournament. Um, sure, they're talented. They're the sixth seed. They have a pretty decent draw. They don't have to play Virginia in the first and in and the, in their half of the bracket. They get um, if they win out, they get you know Miami, Duke, and then um, potentially Clemson or Virginia, depending on how that side of the bracket goes. So yep. I think North Carolina is a, a good got a good chance as the sixth seed. Um, you know they got a, they got a pretty decent path. So yeah, we'll see how that goes for sure.
0: Definitely, I'm going to go with the easy pick and pick Virginia because. They've been dominant. They've been on fire. They've blown through their conference this year, and I frankly don't see any signs of stopping on there. So I'm, you know, kudos to them. I'm going to take Virginia with the easy pick, like you said. So, yeah, you know, moving on. Uh, next one we're going to talk about, not as heavily influenced as it should be, probably mm-hmm. the American Conference. I would say uh, I'm. I'll go first. I, I I'm going to be honest with you. I see Wichita State going to shock the American Conference. You know, I I go it. shock. Yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See. You know. I know. It's a dad joke. I'm an expert at those by now, and I'm only 27. I'm sorry, folks. Um, yeah, but I am picking Wichita State to win this one. I think they're, you know, they've really only had to play uh, SMU in Houston, and I think they'll be able to uh, get through it this time around.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a strong pick. I think. You know, it's really a three-team conference. You have Cincinnati, you have Wichita State, you have Houston, and then you know maybe Tulsa. You throw them in there; they're mm-hmm. the four seed. Um, my pick is Houston. I think Houston's you know an underdog in this conference. I think they've been sure. playing great basketball. I know they beat Arkansas by like thirty at yeah. Houston up yeah. in December. <laughs> that was that was um, a painful memory. That for us. was yeah, the painful memory for us for sure as Hog fans. But um, you know they're talented. They've got great coaching. They can shoot the ball well and play some good defense. Um, and I think Wichita State and Cincinnati really don't have any. Left to play for, yeah. as far as you know, getting ready for the tournament. They know they're in. I think Houston's got some seating that they can play for and try and, um, you know, get them a better draw per se uh, as far as the NCAA tournament goes. Definitely. So um, I think if if they win, you know, they can you know hit that. Maybe, you know, 6-11 game, 5-12 matchup, something like that where they're, um, you know, they'd technically be underdogs, but, you know, it's, you know, whoever, it's anybody's game when you're seeding like that, and you get to avoid the the ones and twos in the second round.
0: Absolutely, and, you know, the longer, though, one of the challenges here, though, and, and, you know, as you continue to go through this championship week with the tournament, the big dance looming right around the corner, I think you and I talked about this before, but uh, it really, it kind of makes you wonder because, for the most part, you have a general idea of what seating you're going to be, I mm-hmm. think, for a lot of these teams. So my question to you is, you know, it, is it worth it? Is it worth it to keep, like, just, you know, I know you want to win the championship and everything, but by the time you get to the next round of the big dance, think of how tired these guys must be yeah, having I mean, to go right into it. I mean,
1: I think, I think a lot of times, you know, teams just want to make it to the dance. Mm-hmm. So that's why I see, like, teams like in the Horizon League. I know uh, who, who just played Cleveland State and... Somebody else, Cleveland State lost, but you know they just want to get in. <laughs> they just want yeah. to get in the tourney, um, where teams like Duke, you know, Virginia, Villanova, Michigan State, yeah. you know, they they've done their they've done what they needed to do in the regular season. They're not having to worry about the tournament, um, and you know they're going to get a, a good draw regardless of how they finish out in um, their conference tourney. So exactly, um, I think I think um, it, it just plays a little bit. You know, you kind of you don't want to go in. Um, like say in Alabama, you don't want to go in losing five straight in the regular season um, and losing your first conference tourney game. You're going yeah. to be done. You want to you want to go in with a little bit of momentum. Um, you know, show show the the committee that you deserve to be in the tournament. Um, you deserve whatever seeding they give you, and then um, you know you try and make a run. So I feel like you know if you know those major those major powers, you know Kansas could be playing for one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Xavier and Villanova are probably going to compete for a one seed out of the Big East um, for the for the whole tournament. Um, so I think I think some teams play for seeding, but at the same time, I've heard many rumors where um, the committee already has their their brackets made up about midweek. Yeah, and so, I
0: and I really think that they do. Yeah. I mean, with this many teams, how how do you not have like you know pretty much a, a general idea of who you're going to have? In well, the yeah,
1: season? and I think my thought would be you know, especially with the bigger. I mean, the smaller teams that get in, great, Murray State, whatever, you know, they get in and <laughs> mm-hmm. their seeds are probably already dictated. They're probably gonna be anywhere from an eleven to a sixteen. Well, and, and then like- you have and then you have so you just kinda of fill in the slots where it would make sense for them to travel to, yeah. all of that good stuff. And then as far as, you know, those top eight seeds, the the ones and the twos, mm-hmm. I think, you know, depending on how it plays out in conference tournaments. I think that's where they make their picks. They already have a list of eight teams, probably that you know are going to be the ones in the twos, and yeah. they just got to decide where you want to send them as far as you know the tournament goes. So <laughs> you know, it, you know, you never really know. You never really know. I think. Um, I, I would love to be on that committee and see how that goes. <laughs>
0: I know yeah. you would. Definitely, for sure. You know,
1: you know you basketball is one of my things, man. Oh,
0: I know. I know. Well, you know, we'll get you just desserts when it comes to college football again later this oh, year. Oh, but for, that is also my thing, Alex. Oh, well, you can't have everything, John. I can. No, you can't. You'll get nothing in like it. <laughs> Brownie points to anybody that can uh, name that movie that I just quoted right there. Just uh, FYI. Um, okay, so John... Take us into the Big 12 then, moving on.
1: Yeah, the Big 12 is an important conference. I think there's a couple teams playing for a spot to get in the tournament. Um, I know we have uh, on the bubble, you know, Kansas State is a name that's on the bubble. Uh, Baylor's on the bubble. Oklahoma State's on the bubble. Texas Mm -hmm. is on the bubble. Oklahoma's even on the bubble after their hot start (laughs) in January and February. Um, But my pick to win that conference title um, would be... I think West Virginia's got a great shot. I think they have an, a good draw playing Baylor. Um, they're going to be able to press Baylor to death. I know Baylor is very dominant inside. Um, they've got great bigs, but you know if you can if you can make Baylor run and make them make mistakes like West Virginia loves to do, they can be beaten. So um, after that, you know I think you know playing tournaments one day at a time, yeah. um, especially in the conference tournaments, I think it makes it really hard for anybody else to prepare for. Um, prepare for the next game. So, um, West Virginia is a tough team to prep for. If they can get, you know, in, in the tournament, if they can get uh, a good draw um, in the actual tournament and, you know, they're playing on Saturday or Sunday games, the round two games, um, and you see them make to the Sweet 16, they're going to be tough out just because yeah. it's so tough to prepare for the press that they have. And they're led by a couple seniors um, who have that experience and they're really good. So, um, I think I think they're, they're, they're going to be the team to beat um, just because I think Kansas – um, might have to play Oklahoma State again. They've already lost twice to Oklahoma yep. State, and then um, I think Tech, you know, is pretty much cemented in, um, in the three four range in the NCAA tournament. They're not going to necessarily have to play for something.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of Tech, that's who I have. My pick is Texas Tech for you know. It's a solid pick. Um, I, I like what you touched on, you know, because we were talking about this previously. The fact is, if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma in that first round, okay, tomorrow, mm-hmm. and they go on to play Kansas. That's Kansas' biggest challenge. I think, really, if they have to play Kansas, uh, if, or excuse me, if Kansas has to play Oklahoma State, I think they'll lose. I think Oklahoma State will pull the hat trick, and it's going to be really hard for, you know, it's going to be cr- uh, crushing to uh, the fan, the KU fans out there for sure. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at, at this point, you got to ask yourself, does it really matter? Winning, winning your conference championship.
1: They've already won fourteen conference championships in a row yeah, the regular season. I mean, right? exactly. How, how, <laughs> how important is a tournament? Yeah. A tournament, a tournament's anybody's game. You know, that's why you see teams that are, you know, the ten seed in their tournament go and win it, you know, get a, get an auto bid to the NCAA tournament. Those, the tournaments, the conference tournaments, for teams like that to get in and become a Cinderella story, as opposed yeah. to a team like Kansas, you know, who maybe just be trying to solidify a number one seed, which. I doubt they uh, I doubt they they have to do it. I mean they've already had an impressive run in the Big 12. So, um. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think Texas Tech's a great team. Um, they actually just re-signed their head coach to a, an extension. I think it was like six years, twenty-seven mil. Yeah, I'm um, not surprised by that at all. Uh, by yeah, for through the year 2024. So yeah. um, Chris these, Beard, these Chris Beard making, getting, making bank. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, these contracts are getting very, very long. Yeah, uh, I mean, very honestly. long.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you kind of want to solidify. Um, you, you want you want to find the guys that are going to be the next. Mike is the next Bill Sells, the next Roy Williams. Sure, so, yeah, no,
0: that that's that's true. So if, I, if
1: you got trust in your guys, you might as well you might as well pay them, right?
0: I just hate to think of the buyout clauses, which you know we'll get more into depth in in football season for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, for sure. Um, you know this is basketball for right now. So heading uh, heading up north to the Big Ten. Big I, Ten. You know, I'm a little ashamed of myself as a sports fan because I got to be honest with you, John, I didn't realize that um, the Big Ten conference tournament had. Even happened already. Yeah, until I'll, this weekend.
1: Well, yeah, it was this this last week, which I'm really frustrated about, just because you know usually you play all the, all the mid majors will play you know a weekend ahead, and then you exactly. have the big guys play, uh-huh. um, and it's just so frustrating that they moved their tournament up to the uh, they moved it to Madison Square Garden. That's yeah. why the, that's that's where they wanted that's where the Big Ten wanted to play it. I totally understand Madison Square Garden. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a big draw. It's a I... venue. It's but if you look if you look at the map, there's no proximity. In exactly. any of those schools. So All it makes, those fans have to sense. travel. I and mean, it, it just, play it in play it in Detroit, play it in Columbus, Ohio, play it somewhere that's centered, and you know, play it in Philadelphia. Like for Pete's sake, like play it somewhere <laughs> where these guys can, where you know, it's it's more centered and it's not just random out of the blue, and you don't have to play a week ahead.
0: Yeah, I know. But then on top of that, you know, here I am, dummy me, I'm sitting there in the insurance world uh, last <laughs> you know last week, and this tournament's going on, and I knew nothing about it until the weekend when yeah. I heard that Michigan won. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan beat Michigan <laughs> State in the semis.
1: Um, beat <laughs> Purdue in the in the conference championship game. Which is a fun. Which I hear oh, yeah. was a fun game. It was to a watch. great game, but yeah, I didn't even realize it was going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So
0: thanks, Big Ten, for uh, screwing most of us over. I appreciate that. Bravo to you. You know, good, good job. Good yeah, job. seriously. Man. Why don't you, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe announce that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, publicize a little bit.
0: Oh well. So, uh, yeah, so Michigan ended up beating Purdue and they won uh, their second straight um, Big 10 uh, conference tournament. Yeah, uh, not surprising they're
1: pretty deep. Um, I do think it will be um, interesting to see how they play in the in come tournament time. Um, you know, they're they're pretty deep. They're pretty um, pretty balanced, pretty experienced. Um, and you know, they can make a run. They as shown in the in the conference tournament, they can make a run. They beat the mm-hmm. they beat the de facto uh, number one seed, um, you know, probably going in Michigan State. I think Michigan State will be, you know, a one or two in the the whole tournament. They still will be. You know, yeah. Michigan's got plenty to play for. They have bragging rights now, back-to-back conference champs. Yeah. Um, But we'll see how they play out in the tournament.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it it will be fun to see Michigan State play, I think, in general. Uh, But sticking, you know, heading back towards Madison Square Garden, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll go to the Big East now and – I, uh, I gotta be honest I looked at this and you know it's really between Xavier it's a two dog <laughs> and Villanova and I'm taking Villanova yes
1: yeah, one yeah I agree I think I think Villanova is the better team um, I think they have um, the best player in Jalen Brunson um, so you know I, yeah, I think, would agree with that Yeah, he's, he's a stud um, and you know you, you ride you ride the best the teams with the best players and you ride the teams with the best coaches mm-hmm. um, Jay Wright obviously been there before won a national championship a couple of years ago um, and he knows what it takes to win the Big East. I mean, he yeah. they may have lost the the regular season title, but you know, they they have Xavier's number. They beat him twice already this year. Mm-hmm. Um I think just a couple slip-ups caused them to to um, you know, not win that conference title, but I think they'll win it this year. They're easily the best team in the conference regardless of if Xavier, you know, is that one seed. So
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I I I would I would agree with that. So we're on the same page, yeah. right, for sure. Um,
1: I do think the winner of this tournament, you know, if it's Xavier or Villanova, wins mm-hmm. a one seed in the tournament, though. I, so I, yeah. I think, I think, you know, you're looking at Virginia as a one, mm-hmm. regardless. Michigan State's a one or a two. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas is a one or a two, and then the winner of this, you know, if it's Xavier or Villanova, they're a one, and the loser is a two. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you, you, may, you maybe have either a Duke or North Carolina, depending on how they do, as a two. Or um, you know potentially one, especially if Duke wins. You know they've been a two, they've been the two seed in the, in the tournament, uh, but they've been ranked in the top ten basically all year. So true, um, they could you know sneak in and be a one, a deceptive one seed. So
0: that's very. We'll see true. how it goes. That that is very true. Um, heading out west to the Pac-12. Who do you got in this one, John?
1: This is a tough conference to pick just because it is so random. Yeah. The Pac-12 has been so down this year. <laughs> um,
0: that's that's a very. fun fact fact. (laughs) fun fact
1: last year uh, on CBS on CBS app you could pick your conference tournaments I was perfect picking the Pac-12 last year
0: wow so yeah
1: fun fact for you wow I Um, guess you
0: folks would want to listen in next week for sure uh, then make sure that you uh, you hear the the wise John Fitch in his predictions well my
1: bracketology actually my lovely girlfriend did a great job with her bracket. Racket picks last year. We'll see how she goes um, this year. Oh. But, um, you know, uh, so last year I picked Arizona to win the Pac-12. I'm pretty sure they did. Um, I think this year it's it's Arizona again. Um, I know, you know, they have the the controversy. And, you know, I apologize for the misstatements last week. I was 98% sure that Sean Miller was fired. I was 98% sure that um, Jay Billis said he was never going to coach again. Um, and I was wrong. Sorry, Sean Miller. <laughs> you're still being probed by the FBI, so, um, you know, good luck with that. But uh, I think Arizona it has the most talent. They have the best player. Um, they have the easiest draw. I don't understand how um, – this is crazy to me. I think Arizona State is this team that's a two that's supposed to get in, like it's the second team that's supposed to get in. Um, the big the dance mm-hmm. they're the nine seed in this tournament yeah which shocks me and like, they gotta
0: play if they beat Colorado they gotta they play, to play Arizona. Arizona so they're
1: yeah. on the bubble anyway I think I think um, the pac is looking at Arizona for sure I think you know they, they're a two or three seed mm-hmm. and then you don't know UCLA USC Utah maybe um, Oregon maybe I think I think it's Arizona's conference to lose I don't think any of those other teams you know are good enough to, to match up with them yeah um for you sure, know, prepping you know on one day's notice.
0: Uh, you know what what concerns me about Arizona is the controversy that's going on with them in regards to um, in regards to their coach and everything surrounding that. You you got to think that that's going to weigh heavily on the players too. Yeah, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, it does. Um, definitely for sure. Uh, it's I mean it's going to be a big factor. It'll be a big factor. I think it'll be a bigger factor when the competition's a little bit raised and the and yeah. the. NCAA tournament as opposed to just the Pac-12 tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a bigger target on their back in the NCAA tournament, um, and I think you know the Pac-12 tournament doesn't necessarily matter, but it's something that would be good to win. Um, you know, win for the coach, win for to prove everybody wrong, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the the NCAA tournament is going to be the the big just the the big decider and the, um, how the Arizona program is going to continue after you know all this FBI stuff
0: goes. Yeah.
1: You know, they could end up falling apart being a two seed that loses to a 15 early on or you know, they can make a run. You, you never know.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I got to be honest with you, I don't know who to pick now. I'm I'm going through and I'm I'm looking at this and I'm looking at who's out there and You're right, Arizona's probably like going to be the winner. I I would I would have said that you know before earlier today now I'm thinking about it I probably would have picked Utah as a surprise mm-hmm. team in the third seed cuz I think they've got a pretty easy run to get there and then yeah. who knows once you get to the championship but, but yeah
1: it's it's Arizona's yeah. conference to lose and yeah. they showed it all year you know everybody was freaking out about the fact that they had lost three straight games in their early season mm-hmm. tournament in the Bahamas but oh, then please. you know they hadn't <laughs> lost they hadn't lost in 2 months you know yeah. in November December on in on American soil that's crazy. Um, wow. so yeah, they're really the team they're really ah. the team to beat in the Pac twelve. <laughs> undefeated, undefeated in November and December on American soil. Ofer in the wind column in foreign lands. So yeah, interesting. But yeah, we'll see how Arizona does. I think I think they're definitely an interesting storyline. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see you know come actual tournament time how they're seeded out and you know how they perform with all the, all yeah, the sanctions that are coming around
0: and once again that that goes back that's my biggest question is how are they going to act when they get to the big stage yeah. without their head coach yeah. I mean we we saw them fall apart at the end of last mm-hmm. week you know once this whole thing first started so uh, it. Once again, it's another interesting aspect to look at aside, you know, not just in the game but outside of the yeah. game and how that's going to affect everything surrounding this team. Um, heading down south now, last big conference, uh, you know, tournament we're going to cover is the SEC. And, uh, John, I've got Auburn winning this one. i got to be honest with you, and I know I know what you're going to say. You yeah, know, they're overrated. Their injury, you know, they've they got some injuries going on and everything, Yeah. This may be true.
1: It's, it is true. It's not maybe okay, true.
0: Fine. It's true. Okay. It's true, John. There you go. You're right. Okay. Uh, but I'm really looking at their body of work throughout the season. Okay. And uh-huh. I'm sure I know they're missing a couple of pieces here. A lot of pieces. Okay. You know what? Are you can only talk. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I'll right. let you talk. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, no, but I think the fact that it's on neutral ground is a whole lot different. A lot of these games they've lost towards the end have been, you know, on the road. Away, yeah. on the road. Okay. And the only reason you know how hard in college basketball it is to win on the road. Yeah, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Okay. So when you put these teams on a neutral site, if Auburn gets hot, I think they're going to hold. Well, yeah, I,
1: I agree with you. I think I think um, I think Auburn's it's a safe pick. I, I agree. With them you know they're co conference champs, um, and Tennessee. especially especially in a tournament. In a tournament setting, you know Auburn relies on the three ball, mm-hmm. and if you if you get hot for one game, you're gonna stay hot. Yeah. It's just it's just how it is. You know you're gonna stay hot for a couple days. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna hit a cold spell like you know Alabama has. You know you no. lose once, you lose twice, you lose three times. It gets contagious. You get yeah. hot, you shoot, and you know and Auburn you know relies on that three point basketball um, led by Bryce Brown. He's one of the, he's a great shooter in the SEC. One of the best shooters in the SEC. Um, snubbed, by the way, for first team all-SEC, we can talk about that later on yeah. um but you know it's it, it, it you get hot you know you can make a run and i think i think that's a safe pick i think auburn you know can make a run they they're good and then they um you know they they've lost a couple on the road like you said but i think yep. um they're they want to be my pick to win and i think kentucky beats them personally um really? in the okay. in the semis but uh, my pick to win is florida i think florida has played um, the most inconsistent basketball <laughs> in <laughs> the SEC. Sure. Um, you know, they start out really hot and then they go cold for a couple weeks. And then they look like the best team in the SEC these last couple of weeks. You know, yeah, right. What's going? Like, I don't know, but they're getting hot at the right time, and I like them to win this tournament. Well, I guess they must have me put, sad.
0: They must have put something back in the juice in the swamp. I yeah, think you yeah, know maybe. that old Gatorade. I'm not yeah. sure, but they. You're right. They have looked like you know just true. <laughs> they looked. They've
1: looked like the best team in the SEC, and that's no. That's no knock on Tennessee or anything like that. Tennessee's played great. Rick Barnes has been a great head coach. Yeah, um, he was named coach of the year. I SEC think coach of the is. year this yeah. year. Yeah. But I, I think Florida, Florida is playing the best basketball. It makes me sad because our Razorbacks might have to run into them come, you know, conference quarterfinals. <laughs> okay. so. Yeah.
0: Well, he, you know, here's my take on that, and I go back to this whole you know conversation about is it worth it to win your conference tournament just so you can go up one seed? I mean, like honestly,
1: I'm in the sure. Razorbacks' case, yes, because I would have much rather play the six eleven and then possibly the three as opposed to the seven ten and the two.
0: Okay. Well, that's. That's a valid point. So yeah, think about that. that. <laughs> think about that draw.
1: Joe Lenardi has Arkansas. Just sorry for our bias. We're gonna we're gonna talk this out real quick. We're gonna be homers for a second. <laughs> we're gonna be homers for one second. <laughs> if Arkansas wins the tournament, they're playing. They're a six seed. If they win their conference tournament, okay. they're a six seed. They play an eleven, and then they play a three. Um, Arkansas is a tough team to prepare for. You don't know what gonna, what kind of defense they're going to throw at you, and you don't know how to stop Macon and Barford in two days. That depends on what and team yeah, shows up. That's too. true, exactly. <laughs> um, as a seven as a seven seed, you win the seven ten game. Um, You're looking at Duke or North Carolina or Michigan State or, you know, Villanova or Xavier. (laughs) You know, you're looking at one of those squads as opposed to a Florida State or a West Virginia. Or, you know, you're looking at the upper echelon as opposed to, you know, the next tier, the Texas Techs and whatnot. Um, I would much rather play a Texas Tech or a West Virginia or a Florida State as opposed to a... Um, Duke or North Carolina, Virginia, and maybe Colorado, and you know what? Whatever.
0: Maybe you're right. Maybe there is something to be said about you get hot at the right time. You get hot going into the tournament mm-hmm. when you're winning it all. I don't know. I just wonder: is the risk worth the reward?
1: You never know. Yeah, <laughs> right. you, you won't know until <laughs> until next Sunday when when you find out your seed. So
0: that's true. That is that is extreme. Yeah, but the Razorbacks
1: Raiders- will just go ahead and win this conference tourney You know, take a take a three day break. And then get ready for the NCAA <laughs> okay. tournament. All right,
0: yeah. In my dreams, the Razorbacks will win the SEC tournament this year. Okay. I I love the hogs. You know this. But yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. I, just, they've I got, don't. Think they've it's got gonna
1: happen. a ways to go. They're not experienced enough.
0: Yeah. No, well, you know. Well, that's what we got for as far as the conference tournaments. Uh, but I do want to let everybody know next week we are going to do a special full hour segment. And it's gonna be a big dance breakdown. Big dance where, breakdown. Where John and I are just gonna go through, we're gonna have our brackets filled out, we're gonna go through section well what? It's happening right. I to... thought I thought we
1: were gonna just dance.
0: Oh ha ha ha. <laughs> okay. Alright. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you I'll let you put your cowboy boots on at Bugsies and do a line dance for me. How about that? But as, as Texan as there. that
1: sounds, I'm actually not that Texan. I don't know how to line dance, so
0: Wow.
1: I'm at not, least I'm I'm I have not, an excuse. I'm just a dumb I'm not Yankee. Much of, I'm not much of a dancer.
0: Oh, I'm sure Sydney could help you out with that. Sydney's not much
1: of a dancer either.
0: Anything to say? Uh, she's giving him the evil eye. She's giving him the evil okay. eye, folks. I wish you all could see that. That's that's priceless. But yes, we are going to do a big dance breakdown special next week. So be sure to come and listen to us as we're recording this at Bugsy's. Mm-hmm. We will be back at Bugsy's next week. And we're just going to go through everything. We're going to go section by section on who we think is going to win and why. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll give you our reasons why we're picking each team, much like yeah. we're doing right here, but it's on a bigger scale. And if you have your own thoughts, be sure to like tweet at us while we're you know tweet at us uh, throughout the weekend, and we can answer some questions. Yeah, hopefully exactly. On it. Yeah, so, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It'll be the first. it'll be the first really like kind of bracketology special we'll ever have because it's yeah. the first time we've done this. Exactly. So, yeah, you know, our thought,
1: first our first Marty and Mandate special. Exactly. So.
0: Oh, that's got a nice ring to it
1: the martian mandate special
0: yeah well i mean just like it feels good our first special it's our first special yeah Yeah, we're popping the cherry in that one okay so okay yeah we can do that (laughs) i couldn't help myself i'm sorry folks yep so uh, but moving stepping away from the college scene let's go to the professional scene yes please
1: please (laughs) get me out of here man (laughs) Alrighty, so we're, we're let's, let's, let's hit the NBA. <laughs> NBA is in full swing. We've hit we've hit a post All Star break, um, and it looks like um, you know those five same five teams we've been talking about all year um, are still leading. Um, and yeah. really, it's it's there's only been one major, I guess a couple major changes. You know, Houston's on a roll. Houston is That's not much of a change though. That's not a change, but it, you know, they've taken over the top spot in the West. Fifteen
0: in a row. They won their last well, fifteen games in a scratch row.
1: Scratch that. They won fourteen in a row. They're going no, they have won fifteen. They They're going for sixteen. I
0: counted. I know I'm bad at math, but I counted. They are going for sixteen tonight <laughs>
1: against um, against the Thunder, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook and, and company. Yeah, that should um, be that's probably a good game that's happening right it now. It is happening right now. I can give you a score update right now if you oh, want. Well, um yeah. but yeah, I think I think again, like we like we've already discussed in previous previous uh weeks, it's it's Boston, it's Toronto, it's Cleveland. Yep, And Cleveland,
0: Cleveland's like eight games behind, I think, right? They've
1: so. been eight games behind all year. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. It's it's well, it's I'm LeBron's... T- you get LeBron in the playoffs, it's LeBron in the playoffs. You know? Okay.
0: That's a... Yeah. I'll give you that one. I will give you that one, but I don't know. I, I just think, you know, it, it was actually a fun game that we just saw was Houston and Boston. Great that game. Was a, that was a great game. Great I game. loved watching all that, and I... I do like the Celtics. I'm a fan of the Celtics and I, you know, so it stunk, but I as a fan of the sport in general, you just have to respect what the Rockets have been able to do this year.
1: It's it's that Dan Tony system. They just play offense and, you know, yeah. I think I what, feel bad for the refs. Every game Well, I what's them. the step with if Harden and Chris Paul aren't in the lineup um, together? So if it's either one or the other or neither of them are playing, I think the Rockets are I want to say it was like 10 and 15 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then something absurd uh, not 10 and 15, 5 and 10. They're 5 and 10 mm-hmm. without Chris Paul or Harden in the same lineup. Um, that means, you know, if they're in the same lineup together, they're 44 and 3. Yeah. so I mean, that,
0: that doesn't surprise me. They're a 1-2 punch. I mean, that's just – it's an incredible stat for sure. But, I mean – they also have a lot of good balance. I feel like on on that team as far as that roster. Team. Yeah, they've hey, got a they, lot of key pieces that can help fill the fill in the gaps. Yeah,
1: they, I mean they have they're missing the six man of the year, Eric Gordon. He's been hurt all year, mm-hmm. um, but you know Clint Capella's kind of upped his game. He's turned into a quote unquote um, big three member for them. <laughs> big three being Chris Paul and Chris Paul and James Harden are way up here, and Clint Capella's you know three feet off the ground. I guess I don't know. Um, big three. He fits. He fits that that three. You know, you have you have your guard, your point guard, you have your shooter, and you have your big. Mm-hmm. He fits that um, that build pretty well. And I, I don't know. The Rockets are good. I don't see them beating the, the Warriors. I just don't. Yeah. I don't see them beating Steph Steph Curry healthy, Clay Thompson healthy, um, Kevin Durant healthy, Draymond Green healthy. It's it's tough to beat.
0: Yeah, it's very scary.
1: I just I just look at the matchups too. You know, you look at you have Clay Thompson guarding Harden. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson's one of the best, you know, in your face defenders in the NBA. Um Chris Paul and Steph Curry is kind of a wash. Neither of them really play that good of defense. Yeah, Steph Curry plays okay defense, and so does Chris Paul. They're good at stealing the basketball, but that's about it. That's kind of an overrated stat, in my opinion, (laughs) because you could just be right place, right time, and get a steal. Sure. Um, And then you know Draymond Green and Kevin Durant are very Draymond Green's you know Defensive Player of the Year caliber. Kevin Durant is one of the best defenders in the league that nobody talks about. He's so long and so athletic, and he makes he makes shots miserable for other for other basketball players. Oh yeah. That's um, for sure. I just don't see the the, the the Rockets beating the Warriors in a seven game series.
0: No, but and it's you know, gonna be a, it's gonna be a very fun series when it happens because I'm not eating a sock. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I'm still yeah.
1: We, we still do have that that uh fun wager that Alex said if the Rockets and Warriors don't play in the conference finals, then he will eat a sock. So we need what we really need to happen is we need the we need the Rockets to no well let's see we need the Spurs to catch everybody. Be the one seed, and then the Rockets and Warriors face off in the conference semis. And that way, you eat your sock.
0: I'm not eating the sock. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're right. Um, Both of those teams but, are just too darn good. But if
1: any team it can solve the Rockets before the Warriors, it'll be the Spurs and Greg Popovich. So, yeah. we'll see. And Kawhi, Wenner, Kawhi, Wenner, Kawhi Leonard's getting healthy. I think... Uh, I think they'll be, you know, formidable come playoff time, too, so.
0: Definitely, definitely. I would say that, too. So, let me ask you this, because while we're in the NBA, I know we just talked about the NCAA for an extensive length of time over there. But That's okay. with with the NBA draft coming up, and I know it's still a little ways away, mm-hmm. sure, but it's it should be in the forefront of a lot of teams' minds when it comes to clearing up cap space in the you know, in the offseason and everything and what they're going to do with these kind of moves, especially now that we passed the trade deadline, right? Um, you know, what— if you had to pick, you know, a couple of players in the NCAA who have the best draft stock, I guess, so to speak, going into the tournament, who do you think those Oh, that's,
1: that's an easy question. It's Marvin Bagley out of Duke, mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton out of um, – is it DeAndre or Deontay? I don't know. Ayton out of Arizona. I think it's DeAndre. Um, it's because DeAndre Mayton out of Georgia. DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Those two freshmen. They're two freshmen. They're both um, superstars in their own right. Um they they're they're very solid and you know the NBA's is, um, you know it's kind of a guard driven league but you if you want to be successful you got to have a big i mm-hmm. think Marvin Bagley and DeAndre Ayton are both two bigs that you can build a franchise around so you look at you know Dallas is looking for a one seed they need a yeah. big they've have here they have they have um, Dennis Smith Jr right now they have Harrison Barnes two young pieces that are you know guards and wings that you know they can build around they don't have their franchise center they have New Orleans Noel who turns out to be a bust of a trade they have an aging Dirk they have you know players that nobody knows you know pull them off the street and they can suit up for the Mavs Um, they need a guy that they can build around I think those two guys are two guys that teams can build around Um, and then as far as you know um, as far as guard play goes, I think you're looking at you know Jalen Brunson, Devonte Graham from Kansas, um, two guys that have led their team. You know they look really good um, as far as guards go, and you know they look NBA ready. They can play defense, they can shoot the ball, they can um, they can slash, they can get to the uh, the foul line. I think those are two guys that you know have proven that they know how to win. And then if they can, you know, make a run in the tournament with their teams, Villanova and Kansas respectively, yeah. um, you know, they're only going to bump up the draft stock. That's already looking really good.
0: Okay. All right. So, I guess with that being said, who, who do you think has the most to prove? In most to prove?
1: I have two guys. Um, both Naismith finalists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Luke May. The Lego man. The okay. guy that looks like a Lego in my <laughs> He <opinion>. does. <laughs> he's got a block head. I'm sorry, Luke May, if you ever listen to this, your head is shaped like a square. So and that's just the knock because you beat Arkansas last year too. So um, I'm sorry, Alex, I didn't mean to bring it up. Um, but yeah, Luke May, he he's kind of a he's a big, but he he plays like a guard, but like he's just a tweener that you he doesn't like he, he gets rebounds. He plays solid defense, but he, like, he's kind of positionless, I would say. He's kind of like Kevin Love, but Kevin Love was better in college. So I, I don't know. I think Luke may need to prove something. Um, he's been great. He's an All-American for North Carolina. Um, but I, I just haven't seen enough of him to say, man, this kid is NBA ready. Yeah, Um, and I mean he was a walk on, so you you know he's not going to have you know the look of an NBA prospect. But he's
0: hey rags to riches, man. Rags to riches, (laughs) you're
1: right. Who knows? Maybe he's the next Scalabrini or something. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and then the other name, not a shocker here. I think it's Trey Young. I think you know Oklahoma's
0: if they get in, absolutely. Yeah, if if they get
1: in, yeah, he's the guy to watch. I think he's either he's either going to be super bust. And, you know, Oklahoma goes one and done in the tournament. Or, you know, if he puts on a show, he could go Steph Curry, like Davidson run. Yeah. Um, like they did when Steph was at Davidson his junior year. So, um, yeah, I think I think Luke May and Trey Young have a lot to prove. Um, Trey Young obviously has better draft stock right now just because he's had such a great year. But um, you never know what, with what could happen um, come tournament
0: time and, you know, who needs to prove what. There, there's something a little magical about the big dance, though. That truly, you know, some of the best players get really amped up for it, and you know, you'll see what you want to see if you're an NBA scout. Oh yeah, scout, yeah, hundred
1: percent. So, um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch for sure.
0: Absolutely, it's going to be good. Well, that's yeah. I, I like those takes. Those are very good takes from you, John. Thank you. I mean, they're obviously better ones than I have. That's why I asked you the question.
1: What, what, what would you think? Would you agree, Trey Young? Trey yeah. Young would be your guy, yeah. Yeah, as far are, as
0: most approve, absolutely.
1: I think all eyes are guys, yeah. Yeah, all, I, all eyes I, are on I, him.
0: And you know, I mean, here's here's the real question about that too. Does he? How much does his draft doc, draft stock take a hit if he doesn't? You know, if they don't make the big dance, let's say they go to the NIT. I, I
1: don't know if it does. I think it just kind of proves that Oklahoma is very one dimensional. Um, <laughs> yep. But you know, at the same time, Trey Young's only a freshman. He's he's got plenty of time to. You know, if he wants to come back, yeah.
0: Why couldn't he come back? He
1: can come back if he wanted to, but again, you got to get paid. I think another guy that you know is, might have a, a homerism right here. Um, who's got the best stock, or who's got the best potential to have their stock rise? Mm-hmm. Daniel Gafford, Arkansas. Yeah. Homer, if he plays well in the tournament, you know, whether it be one or three or four games, depending on how deep Arkansas goes, they're not going to the Final Four. Sorry, people. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, depending on how well he plays, I think he could go from, you know, potential mid-to-late first-round pick all the way up to, you know, lottery to top-ten pick.
0: Who do you think would want him the most?
1: Who do I think would want him the most? I think you're going to want a a team that can run. I think Houston would would be a great fit for Gafford. He can run. He can play defense, play really well down low. Um, I think Phoenix would be a great landing spot. Because um, you know they run and gun. I think the Warriors would be a great landing spot. Um, you you got to look at teams that, that really just know how to run. I think yeah. Boston would be a great landing spot. You know, build yeah, around him got and the third Kyrie. Pick. And, yeah, they have. The they third do pick. have the third pick, but I don't think he's going to play up to the third pick. No, probably um, not. But. But yeah, I think I think there are a multitude of teams. He has a, he has a skill set where he can run and um, play defense, and then play solid basketball in the post. Yeah. He's by no means a finished product on the post, but he is athletic enough to to contribute right away. Yeah. Um. So you know, you never know. Um. I think I think he's a prospect that, um. Hog fans like you and I don't want to see him leave. But
0: no, but you know, there's he he is just an insane talent. I he's mean, an honestly, insane he's talent. Really, he's really really. Good.
1: He he needs. If he's the if the money's there, go take it. Like it's 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 not going to hurt my feelings if you're going to go take fifteen million dollars. No, so.
0: I guess that's true, but it would hurt. It would. It would hurt. It wouldn't make. It would hurt. It would
1: hurt my hog heart. But it, again, you know, heartbreak hogs. They're always that. They're always there. No, so. oh
0: my God, that's the golden standard. That being an Arkansas fan, <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah. So
1: but yeah, NCAA tournament, NBA winding down. It'll be a good couple of months to get going for the basketball season, and then we
0: have baseball season. It'll be fun. Yep, yeah, I know you're very excited about baseball Very much
1: season. excited about baseball season. Well, spring training is well underway.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to get back. While it's still a little bit cold outside, we're going yeah, to uh, we're gonna get back to we're gonna back the ice and we'll do a quick recap. I know we haven't in a couple of weeks of just the NHL and yeah. kind of what's going on there. Um, as far as the standings, nothing's really changed mm-hmm. um, from the last time. I mean, we, we talked. As far as I'll just kind of go through the top uh, four in the east and the west, I, I know I've listed it down for the eight teams in here, but that's uh-huh. just – for a playoff kind of picture. But yeah. uh, right now in the East, we've got Tampa Bay, the Lightning, are 45 and 17. They've got 94 points in total. Okay. They lead the entire NHL as far as points. There. 22
1: and 6 and 2 at home, mm-hmm. you know, so they they know how to run the home ice.
0: They do, and that'll be huge if they end up Finishing with the number one seed in the NHL playoffs. Yeah. For Again,
1: sure. you got to look at it. They've played sixty six games. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston is second in the East, and they've played sixty three. Yeah. Um, and they are how many points? Are there are eighty eight. So you potentially, if you know Boston wins those three games that they haven't played that you know that remain on their schedule, yeah. compared to Tampa, you know we could end up with a tie. Uh, it just depends how the rest of the season plays out.
0: That would be true. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in third with eighty five points. Uh, and then Washington Capitals are uh, right behind them with 81 points. There,
1: yeah. And then you have Pittsburgh, you have Philly, you have New Jersey, mm-hmm. Columbus. It's any team's race to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think I think Pittsburgh's going to be, you know, Pittsburgh's the team to beat until until they lose because you know back to back defending champs. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the East, you know, could it be Ovi's year to to make it to the conference championship? Could it be his year to win a Stanley Cup? Doubtful. But you know it's 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 a deep conference. Um, yeah. Tampa and Boston look really good. Toronto looks solid, mm-hmm. and then you know everybody else. It's, hockey is anybody's game, and it's, it really is. It's, it's Stanley Cup playoffs. You never know. Yeah. You have You have a Nashville Predators team last year who was the eight seed. Their last team to get in the playoffs, and yeah. they made a run all the way to the to the Stanley Cup finals.
0: Exactly. So. I mean, it's you're right. know that I. There's no rhyme or reason to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We, we, I mean, like, we can
1: discuss the Stanley Cup playoffs when it's actually Stanley Cup playoff time <laughs> because there's no reason to, to be speculating. with um, No, because we really
0: don't know who the hell is actually going to get yeah, in. 16 to 20 <laughs>
1: games left in the season. You know? Yeah,
0: It's still a long ways to go. But in the West, uh, Nashville is still the top dog out there with 93 points, they're uh, 42-14 and 9, and then right <laughs> behind them, are the Vegas Golden Knights and, and I Vegas, love this Cinderella story. Yeah,
1: you love the Cinderella story, but I think we jinxed them a little bit. I know we talked about them a couple of weeks ago um, at the All Star break, and they were how many losses did they have at home? Like four. Yeah. They're, they're currently 20, 24 four seven and two, so they've already lost more home games in the last month basically than they had in the first three and a half well, months yeah, of the season.
0: But you're not going to keep that up. Yeah, for you're not like going.
1: You're not going to keep it up, but you you want to, and you keep that pace and. Um, it just shows that you know they can't be beaten at home. Um, but
0: when, yeah, and then Winnipeg, uh, the Jets, which is still baffling to me to be perfectly honest. But yeah, yeah, that they're they're third in the West. And then could it
1: be Canada's year to win a Stanley Cup?
0: Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that on this podcast. Come on, John. Come on, man. We don't. Come on, man. Uh, like, <laughs> That's what we need. We need sound bites on the show. We do. You're we, right. We do need sound bites on the show. We need like we need a board or something like that that we can hit those buttons. Like yeah, Rangers. I agree. So, um, uh, so in fourth in the West, it's the Minnesota Wild, and then your hometown heroes, the Dallas Stars, are in fifth in the West. Yeah,
1: they we got a big game tonight against Nashville. They need to make a run. They need to get out of the wild card spot. They need to get their three seed yeah. in the Central. That is. Um, that's exactly. I would much what rather said. play. I would much rather play the Wild or the Jets as opposed to the Predators in the first round, mm-hmm. or the Golden Knights. You never know.
0: Yeah, so uh, we were going through, and actually, if you know, if if the season were to end today, this is pretty much the breakdown as far as who would be playing who.
1: And the most interesting way to
0: do a playoff bracket in history, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, that's for sure. Would you like to explain that to all the kids yeah, at home?
1: Yeah, so all the kids at home listening, Stanley Cup playoffs are completely, utterly... I don't know how to even describe it. It's so weird. Basically, the the NHL is broken down into four divisions. The top three teams in each division make the playoffs. Um, you know, each division there's two divisions per conference, mm-hmm. so six teams are guaranteed a playoff spot um, based on how they perform uh, compared to the rest of the division. And then the next two best teams in each conference make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so the the two division winners get to play the two wildcard teams. And then the two and three seeds in each division get to play each other. Um, So, very weird. Yeah. Probably a little (laughs) bit more odd than, you know, say the NBA going to a 1-16 format, seeding every team out, like, you know, Adam Silver's discussed recently. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll see how that
0: goes. That would be interesting. Uh, Yeah, but in the Eastern Conference, it would be... Now, remember, this is if the season ended today, okay? Mm -hmm. It would be the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Bruins would play the Maple Leafs, which would be an awesome series. It'd, it'd, it'd be, be a lot awesome, of fun. It'd be an awesome <laughs>
1: series. But golly, do you want the second and third best teams to play each other in the in the first round of the playoffs? Well, yeah. That's what happened last year. I think it was what Penguins and, and Penguins and Capitals mm-hmm. last year were the two and three best, two, second and third best teams in the I conference.
0: Leave. So I'll have to fact check. That. I think. I sure. think.
1: I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay. Um. But yeah. No. I mean. I. No. It was. I, I was it
1: thinking. was. It was penguins and uh, um, um, blue jackets
0: were the second and third best teams. Okay. I, I remember that. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, from the NHL's perspective, why wouldn't you want the second and third teams playing to keep like the ratings up early in there?
1: Yeah, ratings, ratings. It's the NHL. Yeah, I
0: know. I. Hey, come on. I mean, the
1: NHL is great, but and especially playoff hockey, but. You know, it's not going to beat out early season baseball. It's not going to beat out the NBA playoffs. Yeah, so, you know,
0: it's, it's but they do
1: need to make it exciting, and that's what they did. And you know, it's arguable if it's a good decision or not. Exactly.
0: Well, okay, all right. Uh, the Washington Capitals would play the Devils. Uh, the Penguins would play the Flyers. Which good be, series. Yeah, that would be a fun one rivalry to watch too. series. Exactly. Uh, out in the West, you'd be Nashville and the King and the Los Angeles Kings. The Winnipeg Jets play the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of that series if it were to happen. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights would play the Stars.
1: I like my Stars in that series.
0: Really? No. Okay, that's what I thought. That's why. Yes
1: and no. I feel like, you know, you never know what kind of pressure, you know, Vegas would feel being, you know, a brand new team in, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Stars have been there.
0: Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. I, you know. Ben Bishop, <laughs> Corey Lettman. I don't know. I think if Vegas gets home, you know, home. I ice. think they get
1: home ice, yeah, it's tough to beat them. But yeah. you know, yeah, you, you steal one and you win the three at home.
0: You're right, but it's not like these guys aren't unexperienced, like inexperienced. You're right, but you
1: know, you never know what with playoff hockey. No, so I'll well, take, I'll take. It's like playoff off. anything,
0: anything, everything's up. you right, Once exactly. you get into the playoffs, and last but not least, in the West, it would be the San Jose Sharks and the Anaheim Ducks. So. I don't really have an opinion on that one to be perfect. Yeah, I, I just think
1: we, we just need to, to get the Stanley Cup playoffs going, and then um, we can we can have a hotter takes. But we're not too hot. We don't want to melt the ice.
0: Uh-oh-oh-oh-oh. Dad jokes. Yeah, I know. I see what you did there. I appreciate <laughs> Thank that. Thank you for that stank ice. Bravo, 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 my friend. Uh, you're learning for the best. I get it. I'm so proud of myself right now. <laughs> Getting away from the ice, though. A, there has been a little buzz in, in the football world, you know, with the NFL combine. Yeah. It warms my heart. And I'm just. Well, there's
1: also been just football news in general, like franchise tags, yeah, things like that, free agency, this is cart Cousins. But I'm you know, excited. Yeah.
0: Right now, I, will, I won't lie. My mindset is on the NFL, uh, is on the NFL draft. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, where, where we're, we're, we're going do. in the future. And, and first thing that comes to my mind is. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is Saquon Barkley is dominating. That dude is, this is a combine. freak.
1: He's yeah. Did you see that little pic- picture graph, whatever thing? But he was faster than Zeke, mm-hmm. stronger than um, somebody else, stronger than somebody like super strong. He could
0: jump higher than OBJ.
1: Jumps higher than Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Freak. Uh, do you think the Browns consider taking him at one? I or- think you're
0: crazy not to. He's just. I mean, granted, the Browns' offensive line sucks. Yeah. Okay. But he's a freak athlete, and he's a freak talent, and just like, he's a game changer. He is. He is. He's and a game changer. think of it this way, too. They have the fourth pick, too, on top of that. The Browns have the first and the fourth pick. Mm-hmm. I think if I was them, and really anybody who would have the first pick, I would take Saquon Barkley. Now, I'm an old school guy. I love the running backs, the big power smash, oh, yeah. football kind of guy. Um, but he's definitely a guy in the backfield that... Even if you don't have that great of a quarterback per se, he's a guy you can kind of rely on. Exactly, and also it makes the defense think. Well, are they actually going to give it to this kid? Is he going to be able to run to the outside, like you know? And then on top of that, Saquon Barkley's got hands. He can catch the football too. He's
1: a three down back, and you he's. don't see many of those. I think you see like David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell being three down three down backs. Mm-hmm. He is the exact mold um, what you want in a three down back. Yep, um, and I, I agree. I, I think I think. If you're the Browns, especially with so many holes that you have to fill anyway, yeah. you have to fill your offensive line. You have to fill, you know, potentially quarterback, receivers, everything. Mm-hmm. Like You have to fill everything if you're the Browns. They gotta, it's a complete rebuild that will take five to ten years. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. If, if not if, if They've if been, if been not doing more. that for five to ten you're years. You're right. Exactly. Not so so they're, they're on a 20, so. ten to twenty year uh, rebuild. <laughs> How many Over. quarterbacks
0: have they gone through? Enough. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but
1: yeah, so you take you take best players available regardless of position. Yeah. Exactly. You're trying to build. I think Saquon Barkley is going to be the best player in the draft.
0: Yep. And, and then let's say, you know what, after a year, who says there's not an opportunity to trade him? Even at, while it would kill you to lose a guy like that, I, I mean, well, Wait, You don't, you don't trade your
1: rookie or. running back. No, after I a know. Year. But
0: after a couple of years down the road, though, you could, absolutely.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you, you trade him, but. At that point, you know you've got a franchise guy right there. Hopefully, you have a franchise quarterback. Hopefully, you got a guy a receiver that you can rely on. Hopefully, you have a young offensive line that you can build around. Yeah. If you're the Browns, you you look at this as a starting point and say, okay, how do we build around this kid to make us successful?
0: Yeah. Well, because the quarterback sure as heck aren't doing it for yeah, sure. they not been.
1: Deshaun Kaiser's not the answer, and I feel bad <laughs> saying that because he's only a rookie, but he's not the answer. No. Um, they need a guy that can that can air the ball out, knows how to read a defense well, mm-hmm. um, knows how to learn an offense well. I think you have that in Sam Darnold at four, but who knows?
0: <sighs> yeah, well, that's that was my next question. Who needs a quarterback the most in the draft? I mean, I oh, obvious answer is Cleveland. Cleveland, easy. Okay, well, then Cleveland needs <laughs> a
1: quarterback, but you know, everybody everybody could use a quarterback. I don't think I think um, you know there are certain teams that look for a young quarterback to kind of you know fit and build around, you know, later down the road. And there's teams that are looking for a veteran quarterback, say Denver, teams that are, are that want to win now. Yeah. Um, you know, Denver, Arizona, other other places like that. You mm-hmm. know, Larry Fitzgerald wants to get a ring in Arizona. You know, things like <laughs> I that. Want I ring. want him to get a ring. I want Larry yeah. want, want Larry, Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald to Dallas. Make it happen. Him and Dez, together, side by side. Well, not yeah. side by side, across the field. You're playing receivers. But oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> God. Oh, you're out of your mind. But, uh,
1: but, yeah, you, you so, like, I think, I don't think, you know, like Minnesota said they're in the market for a quarterback. They don't need a, a fourth guy.
0: Why? Why does Minnesota need it?
1: <sighs> Washington has Alex Smith. Um, I think New York. I think the Giants and Jets... You know, either, both of them need a quarterback, mm-hmm. um, whether whether it be a young one. Um, I don't think need, I don't think either. The Giants are more of a, uh, more in a win-now situation than the Jets yes, are. So are. I think the Jets would be more willing to take a young quarterback, or the Giants are more willing to take a quarterback like Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins. Um, I think Denver's in a win-now situation. I think, you know, they won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, Arizona's in a win-now situation. Their roster's getting a little old. Um, I think... I mean, San Francisco's got their quarterback. LA's got their quarterback. Seattle's got their quarterback. You go through the league, um, you know, not many teams necessarily need a young starting quarterback. Um, but then at the same time, um, it, it'd be nice to have the, you know those teams that you know have those aging quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, if he gets hurt, Brent Hunley's not the guy. No, and he's you know, they when Green Bay drafted Aaron Rodgers, he was to be the protege post Brett Favre and look what he's become I think they need a yeah. guy up there you know where they can have Aaron Rodgers as a um, mentor as yeah as crazy and how you know to himself as he is mm-hmm. to mentor a guy that you know can can learn it you know yeah, Josh next generation yeah, kind of thing exactly exactly um, shout out to my buddy George big Packers fan I think you would like that take but uh, <laughs> there you go George
0: you get your first shout out yeah, on the show yeah
1: but I think you know there are teams that, that need their, their quarterbacks. I think you know the Colts, you know, could, could use a guy after Andrew Luck. You never know with Andrew Luck's health anymore. Um, I don't know. It's just it just depends on who's there and who's um, and how good the prospect is. Yep. You know, you got three three maybe four guys: Josh Allen um, out of Wyoming, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Rosen. And there's you know fourth one Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield potentially mm-hmm. um, you know they're all solid quarterbacks but you don't know
0: yeah. you know which guys fit where the best. Well, and that's that was my that was my next kind of follow up question for you. You know which QB do you think gets taken first out of all those? Um, I think
1: quarterback wise, like the best pure quarterback is Josh Rosen mm-hmm. out of UCLA. Yeah. I think just arm strength, arm talent. Accuracy, you know, how to read a defense. He fits the mold. Um, I think Sam Darnold is probably a close second. Um, same kind of thing, he's but he's take... also a proven winner. Yeah. He knows how to win ball games. And Josh Rosen, not necessarily was a proven winner at UCLA. Um, granted the Pac-12 was a little bit tough, a little bit tough, quote unquote. They're not, it wasn't that tough. There but you I go. Mean, Throw those quotes up know. there. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, yeah, nobody can see my quotes, but I've been quoting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Gosh, now I feel like I'm talking insurance. Now I've been quoting, um, but yeah. So I feel like you know Rosen may be ha- may have the most. Uh, he may be the best pure quarterback. I think Josh, or uh, I think Sam Darnold is the the best winner. Mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield has the best guts. I think um, Josh Allen out of Wyoming has the biggest arm. I think Lamar Jackson's the biggest wild card. I don't know. It's just a lot of attention. I mean, I think, Do you not think Lamar Jackson's a quarterback?
0: I think he's a quarterback. I just I think he's going to be an RG3. You think, think he'll know. be RG3?
1: I think he's closer to um he it seems to me he's got the drive that Deshaun Watson has.
0: Well, we'll see, but you know, um, you know.
1: But again, he's a project. He's not a guy that's going to come out and start. No, exactly. You know, start he's right going to take a
0: lot of time. That's
1: <laughs> so I think you got to find an offense that fits the system. I don't want to I want to see Lamar Jackson get a shot at quarterback. I don't want to see Him just get moved to receiver right away. I think you look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh could use a young quarterback. Landry Jones is not going to be the answer after Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben Roethlisberger has contemplated retirement the last two off seasons. Oh no! So um, you know they're going to want a young guy that he can mentor and get right and get you know get another guy that can throw it to Antonio Brown fifty times a game. Well, he, he would
0: he would be able to do that for sure. Yeah, that's there's no doubt there. Um, Another kind of star that's coming out in the Combine is uh, from UCF, and uh, I know we bashed them (laughs) back in the day. Yeah, we bashed them, but golly, this dude's a stud. Oh, he is. Um, Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin, thank you, because I knew I was going to butcher that. That's why I hesitated there. Shaquem Griffin, he is just putting – this is a guy – I should have just
1: told you a bad name, like Shaquiem. Oh, God. I would have hated you. I would have
0: hated Shaquem. (laughs) It is Shaquem, Um, and uh, he—he's just a like. He's a beast. He is. He he is a beast. This for those of you that don't know who he is, this gentleman has one hand. Yeah, born born without his other hand. Yeah, he was born with his left. I think his left hand. Yeah, Yeah, he was born without his left hand, and this dude is a monster. He played against Auburn in Mm -hmm. the uh, in the Peach Bowl, and he with his one hand. Had a, uh, he stripped the ball from the receiver and just like totally pulled it out and recovered the fumble, like on, on a play. He's a monster. He's an animal. He's, he's an animal. He did a 4.38 40 yard dash. Okay. Like a, a four, like 4.38 40 yard dash. That's insane to me. I, yes, it is. I, I can't tell you how long it would take me to run 40, 40
1: yards. It would take, take me at least six long. seconds. Over or under six seconds. Uh,.
0: Over. Still, it's still. You digging. think it's over? Okay, I think it's still over. I don't like. Even if I'm full on sprint, I got a long ways to go before I'm doing like any yeah. anything under six seconds. I think for a 40 yard dash. I don't know. We can try it on the treadmill tomorrow. How about that? <laughs> nah, I don't
1: want to run a 40 on the treadmill. That'd be interesting. Uh, no. I
0: said me, not you. Yeah, you can I run see. a 40 on the treadmill. <laughs> um, but Shaquem also put 20 reps on the
1: bench okay. press. Can we pause real quick? What? As impressive as that is. As impressive as it that is. That's- I know, I know, and I'm not taking anything away from him. I couldn't bench 225 20 times. I couldn't bench 225 once if He's I He's got to put a special device on his He's got to put a special device on his thing, on his arm, on his hand. I don't want to say on his thing. That's weird. On his, on his, <laughs> on his lack of hand. <laughs> Stop. Sorry. On his, on his, on his uh, left arm yeah. to grip. Yes. But the bench press doesn't measure your arm strength. It's all no, about your chest. I know
0: it's about your chest, but... Still, it's about okay. your
1: chest, and it's about your, your triceps, and I guess maybe your buys a little bit, but chest and tries and he's not missing his tricep. No offense, Fair. Mr. Okay. Griffin. All right. But, I, I mean, 20 reps, impressive nonetheless. I couldn't do Free that. Free Catholics. I, I couldn't do 20 reps of... I don't know, give me a low number. I all could right. do 45, 20 times. That's the bar. Yeah,
0: okay. All but right. yeah, 20 reps. <laughs> 20 reps, impressive... But
1: I'm not one to freak out over it because it, you know, a bench press measures your chest and yes. it measures your triceps, no, I get and that, and somewhat your biceps. Uh-huh. So, um, and that's I, and that's I, developed and enough. And I on get him that,
0: too. but my my point is just if you watch the tape of him at UCF, oh, he's an animal. He, he is. He knows he's, he's a football player. He is a football yeah. player, and I. It's going to be fun to watch him at the next level because somebody's. I wonder who's going to pick him up. That's like kind of my biggest thing. He'll be a later round pick. I feel like.
1: No, nah, I don't think so. I think he's really? a top four round guy. I think, you know, regardless, you're not gonna get the interceptions Mm -hmm. out of the linebackers position, but he can stop the run, he can run sideline to sideline, he makes the tackles when you need to, he knows how to wrap up. I mean he's been playing with one arm his entire life. It's not it's not a hindrance anymore. No. And he knows how to do it. So
0: he's gonna put forth the effort every snap. Exactly. Exactly.
1: I think I would love for my Cowboys to draft him. I think I think it'd be the same situation with the Patriots. I don't know why you wouldn't take him. He he can play
0: football flat out. Yeah, exactly. And he's a guy. You're right, he's kinda of versatile. I feel like he could adapt and learn other positions if he really wanted to.
1: Yeah, but you do not necessarily need him to. I think I think he's a linebacker. He's okay. he's what he is what um what you want in a linebacker. A guy that can move sideline to sideline, a guy that yep. can stuff the run inside, a um, guy that can run down a running back in open field, especially with a four three eight forty. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's it's it it would be it would be hard to not see him go in the top four rounds, regardless of his disability.
0: Yeah. For sure. For sure. So that's it's been fun. The combine has been fun to watch so far for the parts, the little bits and pieces yeah. I've been able to see here and there. And you know we've got the draft coming up next month. And draft I'm
1: coming up, ML, or not MLB? NFL free agency is hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, you got two quarterbacks on the market: Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins are both free agents, by the way. Um, I can't see Drew Brees. Drew Brees either. won't. Roll. That's another team that could use a young quarterback. Saints. Yep. Drew Brees is thirty-nine going into next year. So
0: that's true. Hmm. I don't even know where they are in the draft as far as the Saints. I don't know. I mean
1: they they played well in the that play- they're in the twenties because they yeah. um hmm. they played well in the
0: excuse me. They, the play, they played they played well in the NFL playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did. Except for the Minneapolis Miracle. Minneapolis Miracle. But that was one play. One play. That cost them the game. Doesn't <laughs> define the season though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It certainly doesn't. Um, well obviously the big name is Kirk Cousins. We yeah. mentioned that about. I, I think Supposedly, he's narrowed it down to the four following teams: the Vikings, the Jets, the Broncos, and the Cardinals. And we discussed this kind of briefly. I I still don't know what the deal is with the Vikings. Uh, they got
1: okay. So Case Keenum is he is on the team. Mm-hmm. Both Teddy Bridgewater and um, Sam Bradford are free agents, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is restricted. Don't quote me on that. I want to say he's a restricted free agent, so they can retain him. Um, and you have Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater. And then you might end up resigning Sam Bradford and trying to trade him for you know, pieces, draft picks, something like that. Um, I I think if you want to win now, the Vikings are going to be your best option as far as Kirk Cousins goes. Yeah. But they're already so loaded at quarterback anyway. Yeah. Like, why would they want him? I know that – and I read an article earlier today that said he was – that they offered him three years, $91 million, all guaranteed
0: okay. – that's and and here that's the interesting thing about that because I was reading it to uh, reading a different article probably but um, the problem with the Cardinals and the Broncos right is that cap space they yeah. don't have enough to promise him that kind of money
1: yeah so they would have to tear apart you know the defenses or you know tear apart some of the, the skill position players that he has
0: yeah and Denver can't afford to do that because that defense is the only thing like that open. keeps him relevant yeah exactly yeah. so that's not an option for them and then. The Cardinals, you are right. They would have to just like pick apart pieces here and there, really, and they they can't afford to do they that. Can't,
1: they can't. They can't. If they want to stay competitive, they need what they have, and so I think the Cardinals are a team that's going to end up needing to draft a young quarterback, and yeah. you know, hopefully, you build around him. But um, I think ideally, if Kirk Cousins wants to wants to win, and I know in the competitor in him, he wants to win, um, he goes and tries to find a way to make Denver work. Yeah. Or he goes and tries to find a way to make um or he goes and takes money in Minnesota and tries to win out that job. Yeah. Um but you know I think he
0: could win out the job personally. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean I think he I think he'd be the best quarterback there. Um I think Teddy Bridgewater would have been the best quarterback there three years ago before he tore up his knee and whatnot. Yeah. But um yeah, Kirk Cousins I think I think if Denver is available to him, he needs to go to Denver. Oh. Uh one to get him out of the NFC. Two um <laughs> He's got a lot of weapons: Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas. Um, they got C.J. Anderson, young running backs. Um, yeah. You know, and their offensive line's already good. The defense is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if they because they'll you know,
0: give him, they'll give him the time.
1: They'll give him time. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think if, if he can make that work, you know, it's it's um, it'd be the best option for him. And they can they could compete for the AFC West and then potentially the AFC as as a whole um, if he were there.
0: Yeah. Now, it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm really curious. I mean, that like like we said, those those sound like the four best options for him right now. And whoever picks him up is getting a great QB. There's no doubt. I about agree.
1: That. I agree. Uh, and you know, um, I've not always been high on the Kirk Cousins. He's a great fantasy quarterback and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He throws for a lot of yards, but until he actually legitimately wins, I'm not sold on him. So I do think. Denver would give him the best chance to win. Yeah, um, because he's he's never been he's never been a winner in Washington. No, he 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 won at he won at Michigan State. He had a lot of talent at Michigan State. Yeah, um, he. So I think Denver gives him the best opportunity to win. Yeah, um, them Minnesota, but you know I don't see why Minnesota won it. Just roll with the quarterbacks that they have.
0: Hey, I'm all for him. I, I'm all for him making the deal and going to take yeah. Denver. I think that be I think that'd be fun to watch. Oh yeah, yeah especially in the AFC West, but. Yep, well, that's uh, that's pretty much what we got for the NFL update, so that'll bring us to our fun section of the show. Fitch's Pitch, brought to you by Bugsies. Bugsies, let's drink about it. John, what do you got for us this week, buddy? Yeah,
1: yeah, um, we're, we're hitting that March Madness, and so I feel like I want to talk a little bit about college basketball, just a little bit about... Um, we know what happened this, this past weekend? It was rivalry week. Um, so we had um, Duke North Carolina the game of the weekend. Yeah. Um, and it was a phenomenal game at Cameron Indoor. Um, but I want to talk I know I've seen, you know, a couple a couple people that I know personally say, "Hey, Grayson Allen is the best Duke basketball player of all time." Mm-hmm. I call that malarkey. That's baloney. <laughs> like I just that Duke, Grayson Allen has been a solid basketball player at Duke the last 4 years. And he, he was probably a first-round pick when he, if he were to come out after his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Second-team All-American, stud, followed up the national championship game his freshman year with a great season. Um, but he is not the best basketball player from Duke ever. He's not even in the top five. So, I don't know. I think, yes, he's had a great career. Yes, he's been a great leader for that team. Yes, he's been controversial. Yes, I mean, he, he's... Um, he's been a great scorer and whatnot, and he knows how to play basketball. and He he's athletic and he can shoot the ball well. and He you know he may make a great NBA player. He's six five. I didn't even realize it. You watch him on TV. Does he look six five? No. He looks like he's six one. Yeah. If that, he's six five. So he's yeah shooting guard type potential if he can play defense uh, any lick. And he needs to bulk up a little bit if he wants to play in the NBA. But. Um, I'm sure he can do that. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sure an NBA offseason could could do him well. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's been a great player. Uh, nothing super special. Never averaged more than 20 points in a in a year. I'm pretty sure or he might have he might have averaged 22 in a year at his sophomore year. But he kind of fell off after that. His junior year averaged like 16 a game. This year was supposed to be, you know, the the guy across college basketball. Like this was his year. Unless he proves that in the NCAA tournament. Don't get me wrong. He might. Yeah. yeah, he's got that capability. Especially, he's got the players around him to make him good. Uh, Wendell Carter, um, Marvin Bagley. I mean, they'll they'll be phenomenal in the tournament. Oh yeah. Um, but it's cool, cool your jets. People that I know on Grayson Allen being the number one Duke basketball player ever. It's Christian Leitner and it's nobody else. Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner, Grant Hill, but Christian Leitner. Uh, that's that's it. Um, but then going back to the Duke UNC game, I love this this um, this rivalry so much. Like I'm, I have I have no dog in the fight. I've always grown up. I mean, I like Michael Jordan growing up, Mm -hmm. um, so I've always been like a UNC guy. But I've come to appreciate, and I always hated Duke. I hated Coach (laughs) K for some reason. And then I've you know come my high school years, I realized you know, man, Coach K is actually a great coach. Man, he's got that Duke program, you know, just as competitive as ever every single year. Um,
0: In my mind, he's the best. He's the best college
1: basketball coach. Ever. Probably ever. ever. John Wooden might have something to say about that rolling in his grave, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I, I, I just love that rivalry. Um, it's a fun one. It's fun, and it, you look at the last 50, last 102 meetings, 51 51, piece. 51 each. Yep. And Duke Duke uh, is outscoring North Carolina by seven total <laughs> seven seven in 102 games. So um, yeah, I think uh, you know there, there's been star power. Recently, you know, Grayson Allen, Marvin Bagley, Wendell Carter, and then you know, Luke May, Joel Berry, um, Theo Pinson. It's been it's been a great rivalry. I hope we see them in the ACC tournament. Um, you know, they got a chance to play in the semis. So yep. we'll see. Um, we could get a Duke UNC 3, which would be awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, um, you know, just going off of that, I just wanted to take a, take a second and appreciate um, the best rivalry college basketball has to offer. Um, definitely on a bucket list. If you, haven't, if you have not watched a Duke-North Carolina game...
0: I don't know what you've been doing with your life, yeah, especially if out, you're listening get, to this. Get out
1: from the rock that you're living under <laughs> and watch one come next year, especially when they're playing at Cameron Indoor. Um, definitely a fun crowd to, to watch. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of carries us into our top five.
0: Top five this week is sports rivalries. Yes, yeah. yeah, we are talking about sports rivalries. And uh, since you already ta- talked about one of them, would you like to continue down yeah, the list? Yeah, yeah.
1: So this is in no particular order. And I just feel like sports, oh, we should have done a top 10, honestly. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to pick a 10. Because yeah. then you want to do a 15 and you want to do a 20.
0: Well, it's like the college football playoff, okay? Exactly. You, know, you always you're, want more. You're <laughs>
1: right. So I will have Duke, North Carolina in my top five. Um, any day of the week, mm-hmm. and then I have a little bit of homerism in my next couple. I have Texas OU group. Of Texas fan. That rivalry has always been so fun to me. Uh, you're gonna make me barf. I know every time I bring up Texas. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's, it's easily it's easily one of the best rivalries, if not the best rivalry in college football. Yeah, yeah. The especially Red when Rivers both especially when both teams are relevant. You have Texas. You know, think back. That's fair. Cole McCoy versus Sam Bradford mm-hmm. in their in their heyday. Like that was just.
0: Oh no, I'm not, I'm not denying it's a fun game to watch. So, I root against Texas all the time. You root against Texas, yeah, <laughs> whatever.
1: But yeah, I think that's one of the best, uh, one of the best, if not the best, college football rivalry. Um, and then another homerism. This one's you laughed at this, but I think it's so true. I have the Dallas Cowboys versus the entire NFC East. <laughs> Everybody hates the Cowboys. We all know that. I love the Cowboys, and you know the rest of basically America's team loves. The best, the rest of America loves the Cowboys, but I, I, just feel like there's no easy way to pick, you know, a true rivalry for the Cowboys because you know us Cowboys fans hate the Eagles, we hate the Redskins, we uh, hate The divisional the rivalries are intense. Yeah, but I just feel like everything's so magnified in the NFC East, um, especially with you know ESPN is all over the Cowboys anyway. Yeah, and so they kind of just publicize you know the NFC East a little bit more, and especially it being so competitive now. I don't think the same teams won the conference or the division championship twice in a row in the last like five or six years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's I think I think that's you know it's great rivalries makes for great football, especially midseason or especially opening opening day. Cowboys play the Giants like they've played the Giants like the last four years yep. on Sunday Night Football. So I don't know something mm-hmm. something that I always look forward to are those games. I also get a lot of nerves when I watch them. Butterflies. <laughs> don't want the Cowboys to lose. But yeah. Um, something a little obscure that I have on here. I have Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer.
0: That's not. That's a good one though. I that love is, that rivalry. Is an awesome rivalry. You
1: think what is it? Was it oh six or 08? It was 08 Wimbledon, right? Mm-hmm. 08 Wimbledon, the the five set um, thriller for the championship, and oh Nadal God. ended up winning that. That's. Um, <laughs> it's. I mean, that was the that was the peak of tennis. I feel like. Yep. Um, but. Yeah, I, 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 and I've always been a Nadal guy, and I it's a, it's always didn't fun, like Federer. It's just, it's just it's such good watch. tennis. It's, <laughs> it's always great tennis, even regardless of the tournament. Like it's Federer and Nadal. Yep. And the fact that they're both one two in the polls again makes just makes it better.
0: Yep. Absolutely.
1: And then my last one, I just can't decide. I want to throw in a basketball one. If I threw in a basketball one, it'd be Lakers Celtics or even Cavs Warriors. That rivalry is getting so good. Yeah. LeBron versus Steph. LeBron versus KD. LeBron versus the world. LeBron <laughs> versus the entire universe. <laughs> um, I think that's such that I think I think you know Cavs Warriors is a great rivalry, but you know I I love my college football roots. I could watch Bama and Auburn. I could watch Ohio the State Iron and Michigan. Um, I could watch USC Notre Dame. USC UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida, Georgia, like Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, Texas, Texas A&M, like there's so many good rivalries, it's hard to
0: pick. You want to go through all of them. Yeah, let's the go TA, through all of them. We'll, yeah, no. yeah, but yeah, <laughs> so,
1: you know, it's really just a tie for with it's a tie for fifth with 76,000 rivalries that, you know, remain. So,
0: fair enough. College football is a whole lot of fun, especially in that last weekend of the year for sure. Yeah. I understand that completely. Uh, as far as mine go, I've got this is in no particular order too, but there are some homerisms in you know. That's totally fine. Here,
1: I didn't bring up baseball, so I hope you bring up baseball. Oh, I, I do. Red Sox, Yankees. Exactly. One of the best. You have Red Sox, Yankees. You got what? Dodgers, Giants, in the NL West. Mm-hmm. Like you know, baseballs. These are classics. I think It's a great series. Cubs, Cardinals, mm-hmm. Rangers, Astros. If you want me to be a homer, like
0: <laughs> yep, but no. yeah. But for me, that's Red Sox, Yankees. Yeah. That was growing up in Rhode Island. You know, that was. That was the rivalry. That was the rivalry. That yeah. was the rivalry. And it's still is still...
1: the rivalry, especially now. Exactly, it, we, it, we could a see a fun. resurgence.
0: I can't wait. You know, I would love to get up to Boston for the Boston Yankees series this year. Oh yeah, it'll would cost be...
1: three thousand dollars to get a ticket, but yeah. Well, well, yeah. not really, but you know, I mean, I'm hyper, hyper hyperbolizing.
0: Is that a word? Yeah, it is a word. I don't know if you're using it right or not, but I, I I'm not Teacher? sure. Teacher,
1: hyperbolizing, hyperbolizing, word or not.
0: She's Halfway giving us thumbs, the thumbs up. up. Nah, okay. nah, nah, nah. She, that's probably because it's a word we're just not using it correctly. That's yeah. more than likely. Um, so on my list, I also had UNC and Duke for you know college basketball, yep. and then Alabama Auburn mm-hmm. in college football. That was that's an obvious one for me. I, I think you know the Iron Bowl. Crop. I keep
1: every time I can hear I can hear Auburn's announcers. Oh yeah, there goes
0: Davis. Yep, it's, that was. <laughs> I remember watching that on, you know, I remember Thanksgiving, it was, yeah. Thanksgiving weekend I was with my buddy Jordan Freeman from uh, Vegas and he was in town. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings uh, over
1: here. We're at a a wing place where we're at a place called Pluckers in, in <laughs> Grapevine, Texas. It's a wing place. You're going to come down to Texas. We're going to hit all those, you know. Okay. you have never been to Torchies either. So we need to hit, you know, our, our Texas spots. Well, make so. a
0: list and we'll 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 hit up each one of them when we're yeah. down there. But uh, yeah, I will never forget that game, though. We were in the Buffalo Wild Wings and we we're thinking, you know, okay, well, they're overtime. What are we yeah, overtime? What's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. We're just going to sit here and have another beer. And all of a sudden, there goes Davis running 109 yards down, you know, down the side, tight roping it on the sideline. And then just there he is. He's off. And I had to. Yeah. I jumped out of my chair. I had to pick my jaw up from the ground because I really thought Alabama was going to win that one off of the field goal because it wasn't that bad of a kick, to be honest with you. It It wasn't. He just needed more leg. Exactly. So that was fun. But after the Iron Bowl and UNC-Duke, I've got Michigan versus Ohio State. I think that's a very big one. I think... That's a fun one. Almost every year to watch. It
1: is. It is, especially when it's competitive. Yeah, I feel like Ohio State's just kind of run away with it recently.
0: They have. I don't know what Harbaugh's deal is. Why he can't like he just can't. Harbaugh see Harbaugh
1: can't win the big games. He can't. No, you look at go back to Super Bowl.
0: Can't, oh, can't win much. The Harbaugh. Uh, that was funny. And the last one I've got on here is more of kind of a recent one, but the Patriots and the Giants.
1: I don't know if that's much of a rivalry as more of the fact that that's just Tom Brady can't beat the Giants. No, Tom Brady that's can't beat can't beat Eli Manning.
0: Anytime, in, in recent years, it's become more and more of a rivalry. David Tyree knows even, how to catch it with his helmet. Even, stop it! Stop! It. <laughs> you stop that. That's not nice. Don't make fun of me or or the Patriots. They uh, got lucky. They got lucky.
1: They got lucky, but you know, they won. So
0: shut up. <laughs> I don't like to talk about that either time. So, yeah, but that's, so that's our top five for the week, uh, and brings us right nicely kind of into the question of the week. We'll go back to a little bit of basketball here for this one. If the season weren't in an today and the big dance were to start, who would be your number one pick to win the national championship? So we'll be having that. We'll add that on Twitter and Facebook. Don't forget uh, to like us on Facebook and add us on Twitter, at Mandate. You can tweet at us. We'll be, uh, you know, we tweet, we retweet. We do all those sort of things with the fans, so please don't forget to mm-hmm. give us a like and a follow on there. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back next week at Bugsy's, uh probably about a little bit later of a show as we're kind of going through seven fifteen, seven thirty, yeah, about, like about seven. We'll say seven thirty. It'll be a little bit later. We'll say seven thirty. Just that so way we can, can make a bracket and break it down exactly because the selection show is actually going to be about and We'll start about an hour and a half before that, mm-hmm. and it will. And about thirty minutes prior to us going live, so
1: thirty minutes after us going live, but oh, sorry, <laughs> but they'll have the bracket out no later than six forty-five. Exactly.
0: I've heard, so. so we'll uh, we'll be able to get that done. But yeah, we'll be back at Bugsy's next week at seven thirty. So we hope you all can join us. Uh, it's been another great episode, and uh, we thank you all for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes if you're listening on SoundCloud. And uh, that's about it. So thanks yeah. so much, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Have We're a good out.
1: one.